Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Let us learn the laws of terrace on a house. Slightly complicated, not too complicated, and we're going to make it simple, hopefully. And keep it all... I'm not going to follow the order of the verses so we can uh, have clarity. Let's first explain what is terrace on a house, or rather, why would, why would there be something called terrace on a house? So, just like we learned last week about terrace on the person's body or on their clothing, which is meant to be a wake-up call to remind this person that he needs to uh, change his behavior from the seven sins that are mentioned in the Talmud, from speaking bad about other people, from using you know, God's name in vain, etc. So, so too, God sends a reminder to a person on his, through his house that he's gonna, he needs to change his ways. And in fact, we're told that the tzaras on the home would come before the tzaras on the person. Because Hashem, in His kindness, doesn't want to actually afflict the person. So Hashem would first afflict the possessions of the person, make a person's house have tzaras, to remind him that his behavior has been inappropriate, and only if you don't get the hint and change your behavior from your house, then Hashem would actually give you tzaras on your own body. Yeah. In the wilderness, we're not living in houses, we're living in Excellent, very good point. So Stanley's a very wise man. So yes, he didn't have houses in, in, in the desert, which is, I was about to say, literally 20 seconds. So then the question is, if in Israel, God would make Tzaras come on the home before God would make Tzaras on a person, because God doesn't want to make a person suffer, if he can just make the house suffer to wake you up to do Teshuvah. So why did we learn about the laws of Tzaras on the person before the laws of Tzaras on the house? And one of the answers given is exactly what you said, because when the Jews were in the desert, they didn't have houses. They only had tents, and tents cannot become impure with tzaras. So we're going to learn to become tzaras, it needs to have wood, stone, and, um, and uh, brick, I guess, all three materials in order to become something which could become tzaras. So therefore, tents are not, are not able to become tzaras. That's one reason. Another reason given is that um, Hashem wants to intimidate us not to sin. To recognize how bad is speaking Lashon Hara, that your very body could be, affi- uh, could be afflicted by it. In practice, Hashem always starts nice. And Hashem starts with a warning on your house before it gets to your body. But the point is, in, in, in the Torah, is not just about what will actually happen, it's also about the value system. Hashem is trying to impress upon you how serious is speaking Lashon Hara, that you yourself... Your own skin can be afflicted by it. Anyway, so what is saras on the house? It is where your bricks on your wall begin to turn green uh, or dark red. Same like on the clothing, which was green or red. So to here on the house, they start to turn a dark green or a dark red. Spotches, not the whole, you know, the spots on the house. So the person sees these spots. He recognizes these are the signs of saras. So he goes to the card and he says, Kinega saras. Like the image of a terrace I see in my house, the, the person, the owner of the house, cannot declare it impure, even though he knew all the symptoms. Only, as we already discussed, only the Kayan could declare it impure. So he would go to the Kayan and say, it looks like terrace, but I'm not sure, even though I am, but I'm pretending, I'm not sure, Dr. Cohen, could you come and look at my house and tell me I have terrace? So then the Kayan would come to the house, and he would look, and he would, before, so I take that back, he wouldn't look first. First he would say, Remove everything from inside the house. That's what the Torah tells us that everything that was inside the house, all the pots and all the pans and all the beds and all the sheets and all the clothing in the closet, everything was taken out. Why? Because if the house would become declared tummy, impure with saras, 
what happens to the vessels inside? They also receive Tuma. And we're told that the Torah, the Torah Hashem has mercy upon the valuables of a Jew. So much so that even though we're talking about a Jew that has sinned, we're talking about a Jew that has spoken Lashon Hara, his house is being punished with Saras. He's not a righteous Jew, he's a sinner. Nevertheless, his vessels are important to Hashem. Now let's go a step further. What vessels are we talking about? Metal vessels that become Tameh, could they be redeemed? Could they be purified? Yes. Sure, put them in the mikvah. Wooden vessels can be put in the mikvah. Clothing can be put in the mikvah. So what can't be put in the mikvah and made pure after it becomes Tameh with Tseras? Only earthenware. Well, as with China, we discussed also last week, right? China can't be, uh, can't be kashered. Can't be put into mikvah to, to lose its Tameh status. So all we're talking about in the home of this person that has been afflicted with Tseras is earthenware vessels. Some earthenware. Now today China's expensive, but the earthenware is like clay. Clay vessels. And yet, the Torah is so protective, not that a Jew shouldn't lose money, that the Kohen, before he looks at the house to see if it has Tseras and quarantines the house, says take out all the any vessels in the home to protect the earthenware from uh, becoming coming tummy in the way that they could not be purified afterwards. I'm going to tell you that in a second. But before that, there's another very v- v- important idea we see over here. In the spiritual idea of Tsaras. The fact that if a house got afflicted with these red or green spots meant that all of the possessions of the house had to be taken out of the house is part of the punishment of Tsaras. There's a few reasons why a person would get Tsaras specifically on their house. The Medrash tells us besides Salashon Hara, besides for that, which you would speak Lashon Hara about other people and reveal to the public or to others you know what kind of uh, car that guy got? You know what kind of... Uh, so you speak less and hard about somebody else, you're publicizing their private mm-hmm. affairs. So now you got to go put your private affairs out on the street. Everyone sees your bed sheets and your clothing and they see what you have. In addition, uh, so th- and that would be a form of teshuva for the person. In addition, another reason why a person got saras in the home is because they were miserly with their own wealth. So a person said, could you give charity? Could you help us? I'm, I'm sorry, I can't afford it. Things are so tough. Could you lend me a hammer? I don't have anything to lend you. I have nothing. Then all of a sudden the house gets terrassed and the Cohen comes and says, ah, everything out of the house. And then the neighbors walk by and say, oh, you're not so poor. I see what kind of stuff you had. Oh, you told me you couldn't lend me a pot. I see what kind of, how many pots you have that you couldn't lend me a pot. So that would embarrass a person as a form of atonement. Another cause why a person may have gotten terrassed was because he had stolen. He had acquired things dishonestly. So if you had stolen money from somebody, or stolen vessels, or kept something as a guardian, one of the reasons for Tzaras was swearing falsely, so now uh, think that you had stolen that weren't really rightfully yours. you got to put them all out on the sidewalk. People say, hey, I, I think I recognize that, uh, the, that set of dishes. I think I recognize that menorah, that silver menorah. <coughs> and finally, that Tzaras comes from being haughty and being prideful. So when the person has to go put all this stuff out onto the sidewalk, so the home shouldn't become, shouldn't become tamay, it's very, very embarrassing. It removes the pride of a person. So that's the first step of the terras. That there's red spots or green spots on the home, everything is emptied out of the home. Then, after they empty everything out of the home, by the way, I'll tell you one more thing. This could only happen in the land of Israel. It could not happen in Chutzla Arts in the diaspora in Florida. Your home can't get terras. Your home, why? Because they're not in the state of spiritual purity. By the way, there's another explanation in the times of the desert. It can't happen, here? can't happen in Florida. Your home will not get saras. 
So when people get the drywall, the green. The Chinese mold, yeah, Chinese mold. Could I have spiritual lessons for us like Tarasa spiritual lessons for us? Absolutely. Could it be a wake-up call from Hashem right. that you need to improve your behavior? Absolutely. Yeah. Does it have the technical parameters of Tzaras where the code has to come and give a seven-day quarantine? Right. Those halachic parameters don't, don't right. exist. Okay. In addition, the city of Yerushalayim also never got Tzaras on the homes because it was a holier place, and all the homes were considered communal property, so the Yerushalayim didn't have Tzaras on the homes. But this is in the rest of Israel. So now we come to inspect the house. We take out all the vessels, and if the Tzaras is big enough to be considered Tzaras, it is indeed the right color of dark red or dark green, a light color wouldn't be Tzaras, not just the exact shades of colors, but it had to be dark. So then... Uh, and it had within it, uh, it was built, it had four corners, it had to have a floor and the walls and the roof, it had to have stone, wood, and earth in it, all the different things that we consider a house, with many conditions, or else it wouldn't be considered a house to become a house of Tzaras. The Kohen put a big sign on the door, house is quarantined. No one was allowed to enter the house for a week. Quarantine, seven days. Just like today you go, like a home is like a, closed by the you know, fire, you know, uh, safety hazards or whatever. Big signs, right? Cannot enter. Cannot enter. The home is quarantined for seven days. On the seventh day, the end of the week, the Kohen will come to re-inspect it. Now, I'm going to make this clear. So instead of following the verses, one of three things could have happened at the end of seven days. One is, the spots went away. Or the color got lighter. We came to the color was no longer the color of darkness to be uh, red or green to be tzeras. In that case, the Kohen would scrape away the area where the terras had been, where it's lighter colors, etc. Clean that area, and then the house is pure. You can go back in. Everything is good. Have a nice life. If the spots had not, they were the same. Let's go this way. The spots were the same as previously. They hadn't spread, but they hadn't gotten lighter either. So then the home was put into quarantine for a second week, another seven days. And by the way, the seventh day of week number one and the first day of week number two could be the same day. So it's not until the 14th day, it's 13 days. The Kohen came on the seventh day, he re-quarantines the house, the new count of seven days starts that very same day that he puts the home in quarantine again. Okay? Now, if the spots had spread, now the terrace is in a bigger area, so we'd see that it's spreading, then all of the spots of the house, all the bricks in that entire affected area are removed. They're all removed, and new bricks are placed in that area, fresh new bricks. Not just the bricks, but the mortar around the bricks. Everything that was part of those bricks is scraped out. Those bricks and that mortar and that cement that was used to hold those bricks is taken outside of the city to a tame place, and it's dumped over there in, in, in the waste. Okay. Now comes the end, and then the house is put into quarantine again for a second week. So just to be clear, if the Kohen came in the house, the colors got lighter, just scrape away the area, clean it, wash it, it's pure. If not, then there's a second quarantine for a second week. The only difference is, is it the same original stones? If the spots didn't spread or change, just another week quarantine. If the spots had spread, then we get rid of those bricks, put in new bricks, and then the second week of quarantine. Now it's the end of the second week of quarantine. The Kohen comes back to the house. If the spots had turned lighter or disappeared, so in that case, the house is pure. However, however, there is a, a, a process by which the house has to be purified. What is that process? 
very similar to what we learned last, yesterday with the person at Saras, where you basically bring two birds, very, very, very briefly, we said it yesterday, you bring two birds, you, you, know, you tie the, the cedar wood and the hyssop together with a red dyed string, you shecht one of the birds into the water, you then dip the living bird and the hyssop and the, the, the cedar into the water seven times, and you sprinkle, not on the person, but you sprinkle that water on the doorway of the house seven times, and then the bird is let, the other bird is let free. Okay? So you do that, you clean the house where it was dirty, or if it was fresh, brand new bricks, you just, it's clean, there's no tzaras there, you do the tzaras, you do the sprinkling of the water seven times, and that's it. However, however, if at the end of the second week, the tzaras had not changed for the better, or if it got spread, in that case, the entire house is, uh, that entire area is uh, cleaned out. And the, the, if it's spread, sorry, the whole house is considered tame and the entire house is demolished. Okay? So if it, it got worse, it spread, the house is tame. A house that is tame cannot be purified. A house that's tahar could be purified by sprinkling the water of the, of the bird that was dipped into the uh, blood and all that. So the house is tame. If it didn't spread, have a great day. And then you wait, so you quarantine on a third week. And then at the end of the third week, if the terrace had come to those new stones that you had put in there, or uh, then the whole house is tummate, the whole house is to be demolished. If you put in the new stones and it didn't spread, then, then the house is tahar, it's pure, but you need to do the sprinkling process. I hope that was clear. So, yes, was clear? And at the end of the second week, the it spread. We demolished the house. If it was, if it hadn't spread, we take out the stones that were there and put in new stones. And then, if those new stones get saras again, the house is destroyed. If not, then the house is pure, which means you need to do the the, the procedure that we discussed last week. And then it's uh, the house can be pure, and you can move back into it. If a person walked into this house during any of the quarantine periods. And they stayed in that house for the time it would take to eat a pras, to eat a, a piece of food, a decent sized piece of food. Then in that case, they become tamay. And their clothing that they were wearing at the time become tamay. They need to go to the mikvah. Their clothing needs to go to the mikvah and be purified. Do they okay. have to move, move out of the camp? Or they didn't? No, the, pers- the, the person wasn't tamay. It was the house that was tamay. You can't, you can't move a house. The house is where the house is. You know what I'm saying? The house isn't going anywhere. But the person cannot enter their home for seven days. They have to go live with their relatives, or go you know, to a hotel or whatever. Okay, one last positive ending to this story. Okay. The Medrash tells us, and Rashi brings us as well, is that actually even in this punishment, there's a blessing in disguise. Right. What's the blessing in disguise? Yeah, that the Knanim, when they heard that the Jews were coming to conquer the land of Israel, and we read in Azyashar every morning, the Knanim, they were melting away in fear. They knew who the Jews were. They heard the stories of the splitting of the sea and killing Amalek. So they hid their wealth in the walls of their houses. Some dug it in the field, but some put it in the houses. Who's going to find the? You know, who's going to break open the bricks of their houses to find the buried treasure? You're not going to find it. So by having this tzeras, yes, it was a punishment. Yes, it was a wake-up call. But when the person purifies himself from his speaking negatively in a bad way, he not only does he become pure, Hashem would reward him by allowing him to find the treasure that was buried behind the walls of the area. They removed those bricks. Oh, they see there's a treasure back here. And that was how they would find the treasures, the, the punish the reward within the blessing within the seemingly the negative punishment for their sins.
Got it? Got it.